What's up, everyone? Welcome to the E2B2 podcast. This is episode number 21. I am your host, Evan J. Thomas, and with me always is... Brandon Thomas. How you guys doing? We just had uh, Christmas, actually, yesterday. Yesterday. And uh, today, Brandon and I have actually done a lot, somewhat a lot. Somewhat a lot. Somewhat a lot. I mean, I don't know what you consider somewhat. But Brandon, I want to say happy Merry Christmas. Happy Merry Christmas to you. Happy Merry Christmas. And uh, Happy Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day. Happy Hanukkah. And, Ven- uh, Venezuela or whatever they... Just want to talk a little bit about how your Christmas went so far. Yep. Or what I mean so far, yesterday. Yesterday and Christmas Eve and Christmas yeah, week. Yeah, so what, what, what did you do? Okay, so overall... Well, I'll just start with uh, just Christmas. So Christmas Eve, we, my, we, it was a day basically we're inviting uh, my aunt's family over to my house or my apartment or whatever. Uh, and where do you live? Where we live. And usually on Christmas Eve, we prepare the dinner. So my family, like my mom and my, um, my stepdad pr- uh, helps help uh, make the dinner. And they come over and they have the dinner. So then we like do a setup and we cook all the food. I help out and all that, and then take out the trash. And so the trash fills up very quickly on that day, so I gotta take out trash in the coldest day possibly of yeah. so far of the year. So you know me, I don't wear shorts very often. So <laughs> you that, mean don't yeah. wear pants very often. Or well, I oh, no, if I don't wear pants very often, I do wear shorts a lot. So yeah, I kind of I was like, well, I should. That's a lot of uh, uh, taking a trash when it's very cold. And then, so they came over, and then we just had our dinner there. They hang out for a little bit, and then they left. Mm-hmm. And then Christmas Day, we lay, and so I woke up, and then we had to go to church, which usually <laughs> is a thing we don't do on Christmas Day. But I just went anyways because I didn't really have a choice to. Because you didn't want to be a heathen. Uh, maybe, but anyways, so, so we went there and then I was, and we went back and then we, we were, we were going to our aunt's house, which we usually do that on Christmas day instead, um, at three. And so we un- unwrapped our presents that we had at their, our house, but we like put all their presents we're going to bring to their house later in like their own little pile, which we usually do every year anyways. So we did that and I got, uh, Nice couple bits of clothing. I got a a little Godzilla like portrait poster thingy. Nice. Uh, It's like a painting, kind of like a painting canvas, but it's like Godzilla, so it's kind of like printed down there. And a bunch of clothing. So, so we got that, and then we got we were supposed to go at three. Well, we thought we were going to three, but um, we uh, we were wrong because we had to be there by (laughs) one, so we went there by one. And then we unwrapped presents there after hanging out a little bit. So then I got my second kind of like deal where it was mostly also clothing based, but there was like a few like hangable decorations because that's kind of like what I need for my room a little bit. There you go. Since I might be dec- redecorate, not and redecorating. We're waiting on a poster also for your oh, birthday yeah. that's supposed to be coming too. Which has never shipped yet. Foo Fighters, come on. <laughs> Help us out here, man. So after that. We just hang around for a little bit, and then I guess I'm not sure if we did this last year there, but um, my uncle brought out a surprise gift, and it was for my aunt, and it was a karaoke machine. Oh man! So, so you guys were singing songs. We were singing songs for at least the latter portion of the night. And until were, the, were the adults um, 
inebriated, meaning did they drink a little bit or were they They sober? drink a little bit. They did not drink a lot. They were responsible adults. <laughs> um, but they did go up and sing, and mo- most of the singing wasn't that bad. I would have to agree. Just they were good. I'd say good at, um, great at most because my stepdad did a uh, solo song, which he said that he practice, practices in the car for fun. And mm-hmm. he did he did it pretty good for the karaoke. And what song did Brandon do? Um, <laughs> well, I couldn't do. We were doing we we're gonna do it on New Year's, but I never got the time to like push my way into doing a solo song because all my other cousins wanted to do that, and everyone else did wanted to do solo songs. But I would have planned for a Foo Fighters song. But here is the thing: reason I didn't have the good well I didn't have I did have the guts to do it but the reason that I was like maybe I shouldn't do the uh, f- song but from the Foo Fighters is because the way Dave Grohl sings yeah it's, uh, is, it's all over the place it's it's not more like my voice because he's more like raspier I guess mm-hmm. he like he like what he does he yells yells more depends on the song yeah it depends on the song but it's like I'm not I can yell, but not like in the same way he does. So it's gonna. If I do it, it might be a little rough. Or if I do it, it's gonna be a like a one of those like weird covers people do. There you go. Um, and yeah, we went back home, and I stayed up until two thirty a.m. And that's why I kind of slept in today. And there you then, go. Yeah. <laughs> and then Brandon came over here today, and he also got a few presents from me, and also my mom, my or grandma and grandpa T. Yeah. So what did you get from uh, me? What did I get you? You got me a so the big well the red rider the red rider BB gun of this Christmas you got me um, was a microphone and the microphone um, I thanked him for giving the microphone but earlier today he asked me you I'm gonna give you a challenge and you you named the challenge yeah the challenge was to have Brandon come up with a name for his podcast by the end of the of 2020. Yeah, he randomly mentioned it to me. Just say name of the just podcast kind of and like a... And a, a concept. Thing. It was kind of like a teaser, like, um, yeah, I'm going to get a microphone. And then I got the microphone. So I was like, oh, this ties back to what you asked. And then I kind of tested out the microphone by doing a bunch of... Stupid sounds. Stupid sounds. Like just anything. Yeah, so, so we got to do that and, you know, Brandon, we got to speak on the phone with my grandma, or with my mom and dad, Brandon's grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, grandpa T wasn't on the phone, but mm-hmm. Iko and my aunt, my sister Lindsay was there. Yeah. But as for me, um, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, I got to spend time with my friend Heather, and uh, she got me a nice massage at Massage Envy. She also got me a gift certificate at um, our favorite sushi station, place or sushi place favorite sushi sushi station and then uh, gift card christmas day (laughs) we got to spend time with her two sons and her father and had some amazing soup and watched uh the 24 hours of a christmas story i think i watched six out or six episodes of it so i think it was 12 hours of the movie that i ended up actually watch watching you watched the movie watched the movie six times it was awesome (laughs) <laughs> so it, first time you watch it, but then like the third yeah, time. Yeah, it gets a little redundant because it's the same thing. But it's like, it's so iconic. I absolutely love that movie yeah. and the fact that it's on 24 hours. And I got to meet one time Peter Billingsley, the guy who plays Ralphie. I got to photograph him in 2009, so it was really cool. So Brandon was like four, 
five I, at the time. Yeah. Was, he didn't get to meet him. I did. So that, that was, was a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and then, like I said, we spent time today. Brandon and I went and he finally got to try a new uh, Mexican place that's over by my friend Heather. Yeah. We went to Salsa Street um, Mexican restaurant and we had the most amazing Burritos. steak burrito that I've ever had. It was it was amazing. Um, there was this place called what was it? it was El Famous. El Famous. I keep forgetting. Yeah, we go to El Famous, which is literally two minutes down the street from me, but uh, Salsa Street's thirty minutes from me, and it's uh, five minutes from my friend Heather. So but we ended it is, up. It's relatively close to sushi, sushi station, station too. so it's not that bad. Yeah, and it was comparatively to uh, El Famous. I thought that it was a lot better because El Famous has great burritos, but there's amazing, and then there's great, there's good, there's okay, there's mediocre, there's bad, there's really bad, and there's, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw up. So, it was amazing compared to great. But I usually get the, chi- like, uh, Dad said Chicken. that. Chicken, yeah. Dad says the steak burritos at El Famous usually is drier. And the steak burritos at the, you know, the. Salsa near, Street yeah, is salsa juicy. Street. Yeah, but I get the chicken from El Famous. Uh, I got the burrito um, steak from this one. And it was awesome. So, yeah, we had a great time today. We uh, What else did we do? We went to the grocery store. We chilled. I ended up watching the first Wonder Woman movie. And a little teaser, we're going to be reviewing that movie later in the show. We Second also... Movie. What? Second movie later. Yeah, the, the Wonder Woman um, 1984, which you, was released on Christmas and, Day. But you did like to watch... For, uh, but- Without me. Like, Correct. I watched the first one, which Brandon already had seen before. Like a year before. Two years, probably. Yeah, it was about it's two been, years It's ago. been a long time since I watched it, and I, I kind of just forgot half of the actual film existed. So we have three segments today. We're finishing number one right now. Our second segment of the day is going to be our top three movies that Brandon and I have reviewed just for the podcast in the past year. And then uh, segment three, we're going to do our review and go over our thoughts and our reviews on Wonder Woman 1984. So, Brandon, awesome having you here Saturday night. And we will be back here shortly with our top three movies of Of 2020 2020. here on the E2B2 podcast. We'll be right back. Here come the Irish. WeRNDNation.com is where you can go to get all your latest Notre Dame news, notes, and highlights on the season. Touchdown, Notre Dame! Featuring the new We Are ND Nation podcast hosted by me, Evan J. Thomas, and special guests throughout the season. No one comes into our house and pushes us around. Make sure you check out the Tailgater Show, the travels of Rudy the Golden Gnome, and more. Follow We Are ND Nation on the socials, WeAreNDNation.com. Go Irish! We are back on the E2B2 podcast. I'm Evan J. Thomas, and with me is... Brandon Thomas. Brandon Thomas, and we are going to be talking about our top three favorite movies of 2020 that we have reviewed for our e2b2 podcast and i am going to start off with my top three and i'm going to give actually two honorable mentions of movies that we saw so my number four and five no no actual order would be antebellum and the way back so those movies we saw antebellum Late summer, and then the way back was actually the last movie Brandon and I saw at the theater. 
I keep forgetting what Wayback was about. I, uh, I think I already Wayback was the Ben Affleck movie where he was the basketball coach. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I told I remember, you that yeah. about three hours ago. <laughs> so we discussed okay. that earlier. So my number three movie of 2020, The King of Staten Island. And I love that movie because of the fact that it was real. It was, like, basically a real story. Pete Davidson was awesome. Bill Burr was awesome. Mil- uh, Marissa Torme was great. I just think that whole movie was just well-written, well-acted, and, and it hit different spots in the movie. It was funny. It was sad. It There was some fight scenes. I mean, there was what? It was realistic. It, it was, was very realistic. So there is my number three. My number two, The Gentleman, which we saw, I think it was in February, and that was with Charlie Hunnam, um, let's see, Matthew McConaughey, uh, holy crap, I forgot who else was in it. But yeah, that movie was just really well written, really well acted all the way through, and the dialogue was probably the best of that whole movie, just because, again, there was more... Another movie, or there was fight scenes, there was humor, there was just a whole bunch of like scenes in there that was well done. It was directed by Guy Ritchie, like I said, um, Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam. I'm trying to come up with who else was in the movie really quickly while I'm talking, and here we go. <laughs> there's, a lot ah! adver- there's a lot of advertisements for Wonder Woman. Yeah, there's a lot of advertisements here for Wonder Woman on the IMDb that we're looking at. Okay, we watched it. So let's see, who else was in that movie? We had Hugh Grant. That was the other guy I was trying to come up with, Hugh. but yes. Hugh Grant was in that, so that, Colin Farrell, like I said. So that is my number two movie of 2020. My number one movie of 2020, 1917. And if you haven't seen 1917, I highly, 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 highly recommend that movie just because it was amazingly done in terms of the um, quote-unquote one-shot take that they did through the movie, that look of it, that style, which is hardly ever seen in, in movies. The cinematography was great. The story was great. The action was great. Everything about it all the way through was just fantastic so my top three of 2020 number three king of staten island number two the gentleman and number one 1917 i'm gonna turn it over to brandon and he's gonna give me his top three plus his honorable mentions so i have three honorable mentions i might i might uh, i'll include that as my top six but it'll be (laughs) my top three with the three honorable mentions that will probably be in technically and be in order all right so the first, uh, the sixth one, I would say, is a rough placement, but I felt like it kind of deserves a spot. Is the rental is the sixth spot, as the and in the sixth spot, obviously, but I felt like rental was a cleverly set up kind of like a horror movie. Like I, I probably put it lower on the list, but I feel like rental doesn't get enough t- attention. Correct. Yes. But. I really enjoy, like, kind of like the... I like... I generally like slow movies that don't feel like they're dragging. So, it like, Rental at the beginning it was kind of more of a setup rather than just dragging setup. It Correct. was more of a slower setup. Um, and then when there was action, like, there was a bunch of, like, twists. You were like, oh, that's going to happen. And then the ending, I think we have discussed, I actually really enjoyed the ending, how they executed how it was, like, 
he just Nobody continues. Nobody knew who it was. Yeah, he just continues, and he's just yeah. going to do this and that for the rest of time, probably. And your uh, fifth honorable mention? My fifth honorable mention would be Antebellum. Okay. Um, I would... Pr- I might... I would have probably put it higher, but compared to the other three films, I do... I do remember, um, or four films. Um, Interbellum was obviously a very good movie. It was one of those movies that we thought it was going to be like, it's not going to be good based off the description it gave, but mm-hmm. it was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it had like a bunch of twists that it was like, you know, it was a more of like a recreation camp rather than actually like time travel or whatever. And I, it felt like it was very cleverly set up along with, uh, the rental, mm-hmm. um, Obviously, twists and turns, obviously. Like which, I, which I usually like in most movies, as long as it's not like a cheesy twist or turn. Correct. Um, the next one, for the fourth one, the last honorable mention, which I think these are not in general order, but... Uh, yeah, it is what it uh, is. Yeah, it is what it is. The Way Back is the basketball movie, right? Yes. I'll say so. Um, so The Way Back was, is another of those realistic films I've, like... You kind of just feel bad for the main character at the end, but he it kind of, it's kind of like a sad, happy ending. Like, I forgot his name, but he gets fired from his job, but his team kind of wins. Yes, correct. And they didn't really focus on the basketball. Yeah, it, it was, was more, more of on his the, on struggles. The yeah. So it was like, you know, like some sports movies will generally like focus on like the, the training montage or whatever. It was more like his, more of his story rather than their story. Because obviously the basketball portion, like all the team, was very important to the story. But he was the one that was being focused on. He was the one that was like, this, like this. It's, this movie is about him rather than the basketball. Oh, team. Exactly, just the team itself. All right, and number three. The number on your three. Um, uh, my th- number three would be King of Staten Island. Wow! So you picked the same one I did at three. Um, we did not discuss this before not, the show. We did not discuss this. Um, I remember a little more than the first one. Uh, next one, I'm gonna remember talk about. But the King of Staten Island, like my dad's mentioned, was uh, it was realistically set up. It's basically the same as way back. It was like it had a realistic story. Like it would probably, I mean, it did actually happen. But, like, most of it at least. But I enjoyed the movie, how they pit it, how it was set up. And I, like, the characters were dynamic. So it was like, oh, well, the mom at the beginning, you kind of feel bad for her. But she she becomes, like, kind of a butthole, but not really, you know. And then, like, <laughs> the, the, the the stepdad does, uh, is shady, but then he becomes nice. And then he's shady again, and he's nice again, and you feel bad and for him. And then he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, same for the main character, He's just an ass the whole way through, and then becomes sad, and then becomes good again. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, oh, dang. Awesome. I lost so my list. So that's number three. So number two for Brandon okay, is... Okay, number two would be The Gentleman. Oh, God. Okay. Did we really have the same list yeah. all the way through? Okay. Okay. Okay, just hold on. Hold your horses. <laughs> hold your horses, little boy. Little boy. Um, gentleman. Actually, I'd probably switch pit this to number three. Actually, no. I'll no, keep stick, asking. Stick it. Yeah, stick it. Stick it. Um, gentlemen, I don't rem- really remember a lot of, but I remember really enjoying it because I, th- it, I forgot what it was similar to, like the movie, like 
I just, it was a lot There's of There's a lot of dialogue. Was a lot of dialogue, a lot of story. Was yeah, like, luckily for me, Heather and I saw the movie about a month ago, so I kind of remember seeing it again. Yeah, it was, one of those, it. it was one of those earlier films we never, we got to see, well, we got to see, but it was like one of those earlier films that like, it's hard to remember. Yeah, because we saw it in February, and yeah. there's been a lot in our lives that have happened since February. Yeah, it felt like, it's been, it <laughs> like felt, COVID. It felt like it's been like 10 years, but one year at the same time. Almost a year. Wow. So you got number two as a gentleman. Okay. And I num- might be shocked to hear now number one. <laughs> number one is, a drum roll please. 1917. Oh, God. Now, <laughs> now, I might be, it might sound like I'm parroting dad, like I'm a parrot, a caw caw, <laughs> but I, I'd say this is roughly the same, like, tier list or list of movies I have enjoyed. 1917, like my dad said, is a nice one-shot cut sort of deal. It's uniquely produced, uniquely um, directed. directed and all that. And the way the camera kind of just pans rather than it's like some more movies kind of do overviews or whatever, like intense, like weird camera angles or whatever. Just, I'm just saying generally just movies yeah, in general. In general. Um, 1972 makes you feel like you're a character, like you're probably a soldier, like at the point of view of a soldier. So it's mm-hmm. like maybe you could like, you're there kind of, but not really. So you're kind of like just following the two characters, which were kind of like the char- the two characters. They were they were like well crafted, but they weren't like in very detail, like very in depth. But they were you you find out more. You, about yeah, them you later. you they're good good enough characters, but the action scenes, the special effects, all the the entire story itself, I really enjoyed. But I'm gonna get to the worst. Yeah, we'll movies. we'll talk about that in a, in a moment. But in let me moment. let me let me just okay. bring this back up to you. So, what is the one rule that you and I now see in war movies that you must do if you're in a war movie? Oh yeah, always kill the bad guy, <laughs> even if you think you killed him. Kill him again. Shoot him ahead. And why is that? If you if if you try to kill the bad guy and you think he's dead, but he's not really dead because and you, you let shot him, him go, let him go. He's gonna come back. He's gonna come you. back and kill you. That's but if just you how it trust goes. him and he's kind of shady, you should still kill him because he's gonna backstab the, you. Eventually. The one movie we recently watched where they actually killed the guy was Ghosts of War. Yeah, because remember they killed the bad guys and then they were like gonna save the one guy, but then it was like, nah, let me just kill him anyway. Yeah, yeah. All right. Him, so then. I think Brandon. Wow, the fact that we. I'm going to call you out on a movie that I'm shocked is not in your top six. Jojo Rabbit. How did that not land in your top six? You I, loved it. Okay. Jojo Rabbit, I would think about it. I'd probably put it in there because I kind of just forgot that it was on the list. Uh-huh. I just, but All right. So if it was in your list now, if I were to throw it in there now, where would you put that? Um, I would probably put it right Right with uh, the way back. Okay, so right around so four, four or five. Four or five. Okay. Uh, four or five. Four. And I think Brandon and I can both agree on the worst movie that we saw of 2020. Hubie Halloween. That easily is Hubie Halloween. And we had to change our uh, rating system just because <laughs> of this From movie. From one 
two five two zero two five. So yeah, because the fact that we gave it a one, we actually gave it too much as a one. So if we were able to do a zero to five, and actually we discussed this earlier, I would probably rate it as a point five. I would do the same because just because of the fact that there are some people out there that might enjoy it. That person isn't me. But there are people out there that might enjoy. The point five would would have been the the actual comedy. fact the actual fact that exists, <laughs> and um, the actual the actual fact that it's listed on a zero to five list. Yeah, but the point five would be like because That's after pity. We, it's a pity yeah. it's a pity uh, f. Yeah, <laughs> you feel bad for it, but not really. I don't really want to say what the pity f stands for, okay. but okay. okay, calm down. Um, so I went to bed, like after we watched Hubie Halloween, I went to bed and I woke up and I was like, well, maybe Hubie Halloween could have turned out like this. It could have been very good. So the general concept of me actually trying to actively improve the film because I don't want to believe the fact that a (laughs) film that horrible exists made me make it to a 0.5. Because I had, because I, I just felt so bad for it. I was oh like, is it that bad? Yeah, it is that bad. Yeah, it was that It's not bad. like disgusting, but it's just bad. It's just bad acting, then, bad everything, bad everything all the way through. And then we haven't watched any of the three other controversial films. One of them would be Mulan because I heard that film is not very good. There was a bunch of movies that we could have seen that we didn't watch. Yeah, there was Invisible Man. Which, yeah, which we, we've now talked about. We kind of want to see at some point. Eventually. Eventually. Um, we have, in 2021, we have uh, Kong versus... Godzilla versus Kong, Kong coming out in May 20-something. Hopefully, something. eventually, John Wick 4 will come out. Hopefully, eventually, Matrix 4, 4 will come out. I haven't seen the first Matrix. I should actually I haven't see seen it. any of the Matrix all the way through. So, so there you go. There, now that I have HBO Max and Prime and... We can probably watch it. Probably find it somewhere. We could just rate the entire series. That's exactly. Cool. So there... Uh, Brendan, oh, do you have anything Actually, else? I'm going to have yeah. to add my... Um, another honorable mention, but not for being the good film, just being a film I like... Uh, I <laughs> somewhat <laughs> enjoy, but not really, is Monkey, Monkey Trouble. Trouble. <laughs> How did I know? Because it has monkey in the title. Wouldn't because you? of the fact that that's a basically a movie we've talked about for years, since the oh, like mo- months, for Month. months and months and, and months, it and was then it finally happened. Inside joke for years and years. Yeah, it was an inside joke for years. And you can go back and listen to I that like, episode. And you can I hear like, the whole yeah, story. Yeah, I like on. Monkey Trouble for its flaws. <laughs> there you go. For its flaws and how it tried and it's somewhat attempted, but not really. Wow. So Brandon and I agree on our top. Three, three movies of 2020. I mean, somewhat, the fact... Somewhat. We, what did we do? Uh, I think we did 13 episodes this year. Th- this year. Yeah, there was 13 episodes. Yeah, because oh, yeah, there was a good three two. months that we didn't do any. Yeah, we're so. doing two per month, so yeah, there would be like... Tw- yeah, so we did, I think, 13. Obviously, that's 13 movies, but we ended up watching 14 because we had Jojo Rabbit and The Way Back in the same yeah. weekend. Um, and then, you know, he and I have seen other movies here and there. Another movie that I would say to, to that we haven't reviewed that I've seen is Uncut Gems. And that's an Adam Sandler movie that's actually really well acted. But it's so messed up that it makes you crazy to watch it. So, what do you mean, um, like crazy to watch it? Like, oh, that's there's good. There's so much suspense and you want to hate the um, lead character because of the stupid decisions he makes in life that he then blames on everybody else. Sounds he like can't a, own up to his own bullshit. 
Sounds like an interesting film. I it, it's watch. very interesting, but it's a mess, and it's like a mess, like production wise. Or just no, a it's, it's just a, the movie. Like, like you said, you feel you want to like kick the guy's ass because <laughs> of how stupid he is. So, so there you go. Any other uh, final thoughts before we finish segment two? The top three mediocre films. No, we're not even good. <laughs> is Ava. Uh, old Guard and uh, Project Power. Sure. Yeah, I would say that too. Yeah. So we're we're in agreement basically on everything. That's too too crazy. Just, that I'm parroting. Brandon I'm, is parrot. I'm a parrot. He's parroting. Parroting, not parenting. Not par- parroting. 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 Yeah, okay. Okay, <laughs> so we will be back here shortly with our review. Of Wonder Woman 1984, 1984. here on the E2B2 E2 B2 podcast. Get ready to headbang like your life depends on it. Slow the f- down. Because you never know, it just might. Who's that supposed to be? Listen to the world's hardest rock metal worldwide. God f- right. That's all you had to say. Let out all your anger and rage before it consumes you. Gorge Earth, mother... Rock hard with Evan J. Thomas. Thursdays at 6 Central, 7 Eastern. All right, now get your... Out the car. Hosted on Rock 98.9. All right, back here on the E2B2 podcast, Evan J. Thomas and... Brandon Thomas. And we are in segment number three where we're going to review and discuss Wonder Woman 1984 that we just watched. But, but. before that... Brandon and I want to have a little uh, conversation and tell you guys about a fun little conversation he and I had in the car today. We, we always have these fun conversations. In They're very entertaining. And we, very. we laugh. And we also gross each other out a lot. <laughs> and we say a lot of off-color things that are just, you know. They're not offensive, but they're more like. They could be. They, it could they, be borderline like, offensive. Yeah, like it could just disgust you. Not disgust you like, oh, I'm going to throw up. More like cringe. like. Yeah, so today's painful. discussion, um, I don't know how it derived or where it, it came it from. It was because I w- there was this YouTube video I was watching and I was like, someone said, uh, there, someone was insulting another person. Like, I wish you got ran over by a bus. Okay, there it was. And then someone in the video mm-hmm. said, I wish you burn your tongue in hot soup. So I brought, I said that joke, I wish you burn your tongue on hot soup, because my dad mentioned about soup, and since we were going to eat over um, in the soup there, I said that as a joke. So that kind of brought up a whole conversation of horrible things. Horrible things to say to people that you would hate to, or you would want to have them done because you hate them. But not wanting them to undergo death or physical discomfort. So so I think one of the ones that I came up with... Just more... Torture, actually. More <laughs> than torture. 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 So the very first one, uh, what was the one I came up with? Burn the roof of your mouth. Burn the roof of your top of hot pizza. That's that's a common thing for me anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not going to really worry about that one. Um, but the other one You said about zits the, or pimples. So the, I, I hate you so much. That I wish you were to get a little pimple on the corner edge of your nose. And when you go to squeeze and push it, it makes you, like, tear. But it just doesn't pop. It's to that point where it doesn't pop and you're just... And it's like that for a week. And it makes you just miserable. So that's one of mine. Suffering. There's a pimple. That's a suffering. Pimple on, like, my under... Not under my nose, but not, like, where my nose is. But it's kind of there. So it's like... Yeah. And then what was one of the ones you said? Oh, your toe. Yeah. I wish you stub your toe on a metal post on your bed. 
Yeah, that pinky toe. Pinky toe. I also had one. I wish you would uh, rip that little piece of skin off your lip <laughs> down the middle so hard that it starts to bleed. And then for like the next month when you laugh, it like tears apart and keeps bleeding and it never heals. My my horrible <laughs> one is something that some people commonly go through is I wish you get a kink or sore on your gums and that every time you try to eat something and it something touches that kink or sore, especially something salty, spicy, or really anything in general, it painfully hurts, so you can't eat in that area for a few weeks. <laughs> and the last I, one... I undergo go that every every like other month, every yeah, two well, you months. Gotta, you got to rinse with salt water, man. Well, yes, canker sore. It's not yeah. like that. So, so the last one... I hope it's not hurt. It's not. No, that'd be so on, the last that'd thing be that I... Uh, the last one I said was, I hope... I hate you so much that I hope that little <laughs> piece of skin on the side of your finger, you peel it off, and again, it tears down the side, and it just bleeds... So much, and it hurts every time you just move and touch something, and it doesn't heal for again like a month. It's like it's just stupid pain. It's stupid pain. It's like what you go to pick up a that, pen. Like ultimate one that you mentioned. I think that was it. The toenail. Oh, the toenail. The toenail. So when I was younger, twice in my life, I think I've lost my big toenail on um, horrible not. Really horrible accidents. Dismemberment. Yeah, so I, I dropped a metal stool one time. I think it was in my teens on my big toe. And it was funny because Heather and I kind of discussed this because it's happened to her too. But, uh, yeah, your big toenail would kind of like not really fall off, but it would start to get <laughs> loose and almost come off. And to a point, your new nail is growing in and pushing the old one out. So you have to eventually pull that old nail off. And you get this, like, really kind of weird, like, goofy, <laughs> like, just odd skin. And you have to bandage it up and make sure that it's all covered and everything. So. When you said that, I was just laughing <sighs> in, like, pain and suffering yeah. throughout the whole car ride. I was like. <laughs> so this is the shit Brandon and I talk about on, like, That's a daily basis. only a portion basis. of it. There's, just, of it. There's, there's obviously the conversation about the stupid wards, like, golf. Yeah, so we've done that one before. Like we're gonna we're gonna come up with more on that eventually. One. So we are to that time now where we are going to discuss the movie Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. So spoiler words. We yes, well, we'll do that shortly. We just Very watched shortly. it on HBO Max, which was released on December twenty fifth, mm -hmm. which was yesterday, Christmas Day, yep. and it's only on HBO Max for one month, and then it will be in theaters. But I purposely bought HBO Max just to see this and also because, other movies that are going to be released. Because obviously they're not going to be in theaters in a month, depending how things, things go. go. So in how times like these and uh, uncertain times. So we're <laughs> going to do a little stoppage right now to give you your... Um, spoiler alert Word. sound. So if you want to listen to the rest of this show from here, this is now on you. Be right back. All right. And now the rest of the show is on yep. you. And we gave you the spoiler alert. So Wonder Woman 1984. 84. So for me, I just watched Wonder Woman 1, which was released in 2017 earlier today because... Since I got HBO Max, it was on there, and I have yet to see the first one. Give give your thoughts on the first one. I slept through a lot of it <laughs> because it dragged a lot. It was a lot of story on that. It was a lot of boring story. The fight scene at the end was very goofy. 
That's all I gotta say. But yeah. we're not talking about this one. But we're gonna talk kind of about the sequel. I don't remember much of the first one. I really don't remember much of the most of the DC movies. To be yeah. honest, is Joker even a DC like DC comic movie, or is it like a separate company? I think it's a separate entity. Because right. DC Universe, but not the DC Correct. Comics. Okay. So, the, uh, Wonder Woman 1984, or as stylized as WW84, is a 2020 American superhero film based on a DC comic character, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. It is a sequel, like I said, to the 2017 Wonder Woman and the ninth installment of the DC Extended Universe. Film is directed by Patty Jenkins, stars Gal Gadot as Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, alongside Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal, Robin Wright, and Connie Nielsen. The movie is set in 1984 during the Cold War, and the film follows Diana and her past love, Steve Trevor, played by Chris Pine, as they face off against Maxwell Lord, who is Pedro Pascal and Cheetah. Okay, are we ready for this, Brandon? Sure. Okay. Go ahead. How how big is the plot right here? Plot is uh let's see. I have sizable. five five or so paragraphs. That's, that's sizable. That's sizable. So we're gonna start off from the beginning. Comfortably. So as a young girl, Diana Prince, aka Wonder Woman, participates in a multi-stage athletic competition on Themyscira against older Amazons. After fate falling from her horse and taking a shortcut, hey. she is disqualified. Diana's mother, Queen Hippolyta. An ant antelope or antiope, 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 sure. antiope, lecture her on the importance of truth, truth because no hero is born from oh, lies. Nice. So that whole very first fifteen minutes of this competition, where there was a lot of like gymnastics and jumping running. and running and flying through the air with like no, like what would you call Diving, it? No effort. Swimming. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of that that part there, Brandon? So, I might get into this a little later, but I think it was more computer-generated heavy f- for my liking. Obviously, you can't do diving and, like, super gymnastics with movable parts, like, insane wipeout <laughs> style. But, I obviously can't really do that. But it felt, it felt off in some scenes. Like, it felt, like, kind of too, like... The character's moving a little weird and kind of like yeah, it, it, it bits too... you into this fight or flight event where you're like, oh, that's that's not human. Ew. No. Yeah. So we're gonna move on with this. So yep. in 1984, decades later, after the events of World War One, Diana works as a senior anthropologist at the Smithsonian Institute in Washington D.C., specializing in the culture of ancient Mediterranean civilization. Interesting. Diana continues to fight crime as Wonder Woman, albeit while maintaining some anonymity. At work, she meets Barbara Ann Minerva, who's played by Kristen Wiig, an insecure woman who idolizes and envies Diana for her beauty and confidence and befriends her. Talk about beauty. Oh, God, God. Yeah, you're and funny. Kristen Wiig looked amazing in this, too. Holy cow, I'm kind of shocked. Mm-hmm. After Wonder Woman foils an attempted robbery, the FBI asks Barbara to identify a cachet of stolen antiquity Antiques. Nope, it's antiquities. Oh, I thought I said antiques. That's what I thought, too. From the robbery, one item both women take notice has the inscription in Latin. Latin. So businessman Maxwell Lord then visits the Smithsonian under a guise of making a donation. 
he secretly covets the Dreamstone, hoping to save his failing oil company. Both Diana and Barbara unknowingly use the stone to fulfill their own desires. Diana wishes for her deceased lover, Steve Trevor, as played by Chris Pine, to return, causing his soul to take over another man's body. Barbara wishes to become strong and beautiful like Diana. So during a gala night at the Smithsonian, uh, that would be Barbara meets Maxwell, who seduces her in order to gain access to her office so that he could take the Dreamstone. He, that would be uh, Mr. Maxwell, wishes to become the embodiment of the stone and gain its powers to grant wishes while also able to take whatever he desires in return. He's like so a genie. Up basically. to that point, yeah, kind of like, you know, an albeit kind of genie. Mad genie. Yeah. So the whole scene, you know, with Barbara meeting uh, Diana and going through all that, they go to lunch and then they go to the party and Diana's getting hit on and knocking everybody away and Barbara's kind of like eh, I want to talk yeah. to everybody hey, I just want to that's how she kind of talks eh, eh. Okay. but yeah that's how she talks so up to that point I mean there's not really much action yet I will have to say uh, what was the anthropologist lady name again uh, that would be Barbara okay so she wishes to be more beautiful but I'm gonna have to say she was already beautiful from the beginning. Oh yeah, she was just a dumpy looking. They had her with a goofy looking it's hair. The stereotypical the like glasses on. The, she had the big sweater. Ner- the quote unquote nerdy girl becomes pretty. Yeah, pretty. Like, yeah, so she, you're pretty beforehand. You don't yeah, need to she, worry. Yeah, like I said, uh, Kristen Wiig looked amazing in this. Obviously, she did a lot of working out because she was physically flawless. So moving on uh-huh. with the movie yeah, plot. Okay, Maxwell becomes a powerful and influential figure as his body begins to slowly die, while leaving chaos and destruction in his wake as he wishes as his wishes trigger instability and conflict. Barbara, Diana, and Steve investigate the Dreamstone's powers further and discover that it was created by Dechalafreo Ero, the god of treachery and mischief. I mean, hope I said that right, but I, I, I do not probably know. not. Probably not. Dechalafreo Ero. Something. Uh, the stone grants a user their wish, but exacts a toll. The only way to reverse it, the exchange is by renouncing the wish or destroying the so- stone itself. Steve realizes that his existence comes at a cost of Diana's power. Both Diana and Barbara are unwilling to renounce their wishes, so they find alternative alternative solutions. So they cannot kill the dude, but they they can't kill the dude, basically. Yeah, so Diana loses her power because Steve comes back, and then, you know, like like I said, this part, so far, it's kind of just moving along. It's just moving. One it's thing just... I do have to say, and I'll get to this a little bit more later, there was right. zero comedy. Yeah, there was, it's not even, there was no attempt, well, there wasn't even no a, attempt. Because, like, there was uh, Ava, where was that, like, like, trying to be funny mom character, mm-hmm. but this one didn't have that trying None. to be funny character. It was just. It was Chilling. it was very. Though well, I will have to say, uh, when the pilot came back, uh, Steve, I think it was his name. Um, he he looked into the sky and saw an airplane. I was like, wow! If that were to happen, if a dead dude from 1914 as a pilot came back to life, you'd probably be very impressed if you saw airplanes being that's true used on average. So that's 
Kind of so moving on with the plot, Maxwell, upon learning that the President of the United States has a U.S. satellite broadcast system that can transmit signals globally, decides to use it to grant wishes to the entire world, inadvertently giving the United States more nuclear weapons, which threatens to start a nuclear war with the Soviet Union. Barbara then joins forces with Maxwell to prevent Diana from harming him. Steve convinces Diana to let him go and renounce her wish, regaining her strength. So at that point, that's when Diana kind of was like, she had to move on yeah. from Steve. And Steve basically, what did he say? I'm all but already gone. Yeah, like he's always there. It's like, I'm, already, like I'm already gone. Okay, okay. Blah, blah, Calm down. And then there was like a little crying scene. So she returns home <laughs> and dons the armor of the legendary Amazon warrior, warrior Asteria. Then heads to the broadcast station and battles Barbara. We'll talk about Asteria in a few minutes here. So, battles Barbara, who has been transformed into the pure rage after wishing to become an apex predator. After defeating Barbara, Diana confronts Maxwell and uses her lasso of truth to, muni- to communicate to the world through him, convincing everyone to renounce their wishes. She also shows Maxwell a vision of his son, Alistair, wandering the street as chaos ensues from his fulfillment of everyone's wishes. Maxwell renounces his wishes and returns home to reunite with his son, averting global nuclear thermonuclear war. So the fight scenes in that whole little segment that we just said there. I'll have to... Well, you say it first. I'm going to say it was way too cheesy. Computer-generated. Way too much computer generated. Fake, kind of. Um, oh, it's fake, obviously. Barbara but, turning yeah. into the apex predator was somewhat cool at first, but then it got really cheesy there. <clears throat> I'm going to say the whole aspect of Wonder Woman, I don't know. It was it was really hard for me to take her seriously as <clears throat> a superhero. I don't know why. I don't know if it was because... Her actions were too cheesy. Like she would jump, and then the next time she couldn't jump, or something like that. It's probably you. You said at the end of the movie it was more too much like a superhero Superman film. So like at that. the very end, and I'll get to that okay. at the very end. But yeah, it was. I I found her as a superhero, but it was. There, I mean, she saved the world. Yeah, obviously, I, she did what she needed. It's hard to, do. to explain because. I don't think they executed something correctly here because I don't... Correct. Yeah, he, let's, let's just continue. So to finish off the movie, <clears throat> sometime later, Diana, Diana meets the man whose body Steve was inhabiting while she continues to protect the world. In a mid credit scene, Asteria is revealed to be alive and living among humanity in secret, very much like Diana. So we'll get it shortly into who Asteria is. Mm-hmm. But the whole ending of the movie... <clears throat> Again, I'm going to say this. Um, there was no attempt at comedy. They tried really hard to push too much of the 1984 look. And to me, somewhat failed. Because it was it was so cliche. I and mean, that's, that's probably what I was looking for. Yeah. Well, it was really cliche on everything that happened in ni- <clears throat> 1984. Why? I have a thro- frog in my throat. <laughs> Ribbit. But... Um, just the look and everything, and then Steve like trying to figure out where he was in 1984, and learning that you know that thing in the middle of the um, lobby there was a garbage can. He didn't understand what that was for a moment, mm-hmm. and like you said, um, 
It, I mean, like you could use the concept of someone from the past not re not recognizing the present stuff, but it was kind. The plain thing I found. Uh, the plain thing I found. Yeah, that I I like that concept, but then it was just like it kind of just kept on doing well, the same you, thing. Well, you also had um, Wonder Woman turn her plane invisible as they flew away at one point. Mm -hmm. It had good visuals through the fireworks. I'll have to say the that. fireworks, which basically was just a drone flying through fireworks. Sure. Yeah. Which I've seen that before, so that was kind of cool. But it was basically that. Mm -hmm. um, as for the special effects, for me, it was. Are you doing the ratings? We'll do the ratings in a moment. I thought, I thought it sounds like you're doing ratings. Okay, so let's do that. No, you can keep talking. I like this. Let's, okay. I'm going to go for my rating right now. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so I'm going to go first since Brandon normally goes first. Yeah, you go first. So my rating for this movie mm -hmm. is going to be a 2.5. I want to push it to 3 just because Gal Gadot looks freaking amazing. <laughs> but I'm not that shallow. Yeah, I am shallow, but you're not that shallow. You're a shallow main character. Uh, <laughs> but as for the movie, the um, the storyline was decent. Mm -hmm. It was probably a little bit above average for the story. Um, the action was uh, corny. Um, the bad guy, Maxwell, was just... Corny, over the top, cliche. Everything about it was cliche. Um, like I said, there was no attempt at humor. Uh, really, it was a flat movie all the way through. Like I, I had no emotion. Yeah, I have to say the same. Oh, like there was zero emotion through, like for me through the whole thing. And I think I even, I didn't say anything to Brandon, but I looked over at him and we, I just kind of was like, eh. Yeah. And like it was one of those where it just. It seemed like it fell flat. And for some reason, why is it DC movies seem to kind of have that falling flat aspect compared to Marvel? Yeah. I don't know why. I don't I know mean, if it's I, just... Yeah, I'm still thinking of Jokers in the, from the same company. Joker is an amazing movie. It is Obviously, an that's movie, but one of it, our favorites. If it was from the DC company or whatever own, makes those movies... I think it's an off that, Yeah, it's probably... Yeah, okay. So, um, and then we'll get into who... So, Asteria who is revealed at the very end in the credits. So if you're watching the movie on, you know, at the theater or on HBO Max, watch it through the credits. Asteria is revealed to be Linda Carter, the original Wonder Woman who played in the TV show in the 80s. And she looks amazing still for however old she is. But wow. So it's 70, pretty cool. 74 or something. So we're, I'm figuring... Um, Wonder Woman 3 or whatever they're going to call it. I think Brandon said maybe they should call it 2004. Wonder <laughs> Woman was, 2004. I was born or something. Yeah, so that would be kind of interesting if they did that like 20 years later. Oh, no, if they're, if they're going to do a 2004, they got to have like the 2004 like cliche tropes like, I don't know, rap. I don't know. Whatever. There you go. No, you know, like you know how they always do those eighties like yeah, cliche they, stuff. You have the same music. Like every them. every era has its own cliche. Like in the sixties, it's like. So, do you believe that Linda Carter is basically same age as my grand, my dad? I don't believe she's that. a year younger. It also talks. It's also a lot of work done. She's had a lot of work done for her age. But, yeah, she is 69 years old. <laughs> 69. Actually, she played Wonder Woman from 1975 to 1979. So, so I said 80s. That wasn't even in the 80s. I remember watching it as a kid, so I probably saw the reruns and shit. So <laughs> you, there's you were, that. You were a little, little one. I was still, I was at least alive. 
You're alive. You're, you're I was one to four by the five by the time. All right, Brandon, we're gonna go to okay. you with your rating and why. So, I will have to say the acting was average. Okay, I also have to. I didn't say anything about the acting yeah. on my side. Acting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gal Gadot, like I said, she could. She didn't have to talk through the whole thing. I would have been okay with it. <laughs> okay, but she the the acting was okay. Like there there are some character like some was like like the villain uh, the stereotypical like corporate dude was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was okay. It was there wasn't like amazing acting or like acting to be like oh that's kind of bad. But the acting kind of ties in with the quote unquote stunts or uh, special effects. Which I'd have to judge on some scenes looked good, believable, and some scenes the special effects looked fake. So like, so the f- beginning, like, like I said, over the top. Yeah, like over the top, like the uh, scene where the cat lady starts fighting uh, Wonder Woman. I found that very weird, fake, like cheesy cliche, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, it just felt very off to look at. Like you, you could possibly do a cat human versus bird human Wonder Woman fight in a different way that didn't look like a cartoon. Like it's from a cartoon. Gotcha. Um, same for the beginning. There are some scenes through the middle. It was kind of the same way, but um, yeah, the the special effects and stunts, all that, all that you just vary from kind of bad, like distracting, to okay. The plot. I will have to say the plot is good, or like kind of just below good, but above okay. Because, or I'll have to say okay, because it's not an amazing plot, but you could be like, well, some, like you could definitely do a lot with um, the concept of a person getting like genie, becoming a mad genie and giving powers to people. Mm-hmm. And basically, I let the involvement of nuclear warfare kind of was like kind of a little cheesy, like more like a comic book, like. Like bad bad guy. <laughs> bad, I'm in charge of it all. Yeah. that's kind of what he does. Yeah, so. bad bad guy gets nuke and sends it to Russia or something yeah. like that. Um, I ba- there is a part in the movie I was like saying I hope I want to see a nuke be dropped just for fun, <laughs> but you know it get, it was kind of going to that point, but it was like I want to see like the world become yeah. a moon. I'm sorry, but the whole ending with um, the the Alistair, the kid. Yeah, that was kind of and, and the Yeah, I thought that was really cliche and cheesy. Yeah. And you're like, why is this stupid kid running around out in the freaking Yeah, I, I, I was thinking it was like some sort of like... Um, flashback. Um, yeah, flashback. I don't know what it was. Um, but the plot, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of cliches. There was a lot of things. The characters themselves, they were cliche. Wonder Woman was okay- like kind of below okay, okay, as a superhero character, but it was still very cliche what she usually does. Um, I'll just watch her anytime she's in Wonder Woman's outfit. I'm okay sure. with that. Sure, yeah, you, you, you say Same. that, you say that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But uh, the villain character is very cliche. I feel like the characters could have been utilized better, like the entire movie had its potential of, well, this dude grants wishes to other people, but I feel like they could have done it in a more serious and less more of a comic book way. Like how Joker would like did it. It was like mm-hmm. it was more grounded. Like it, hypothetically, it could happen. And technically, well, it if you remember from um, the first movie, though, the bad guy in that was also over the top cliche. cliche. As well. So I think that's kind of the point of DC. most DC movies. Yeah, so it's more comic book style, but I don't 
really, cheesy comic book yeah, style. Yeah, like, I don't really like the comic book cheesy style if it's trying to be in the movie. It depends what movie it is. If it's an animated movie, I'm going to take it less seriously. Well, it depends on the animated movie. <laughs> like, you get Rango, which, ironically, we watched earlier. Kind of Such watched earlier. Of. Yeah, um, when we were eating. Um, like, that's kind of more of semi-serious kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. But then there's, like, some, like, serious animated cartoons and all that. But f- for the live action, I feel like the kind of, um, out of, like, the cliche comic book style is kind of out, like, distracting. Like, why is this, um, why is this corporate dude just being, like, a psychopathic maniac that's yeah. destroying the he world? Because he wanted control. Well, yeah, but it was, like, it was done in a cheesy way. Like, you could have done, like, the way they did, like, the TV thing, it was, like, how, I don't oh, really, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like it, how he just connects you to the world. taking over! Yeah, it was not really good. Right. So my final rating, I will have to give it a 2.5, but I would give it an upper 2.5. Which if that's a so you can give it the same rating as I give it. If, if I would compare right. it to other 2.5 movies... I put it higher up above than the other 2.5s, if that makes any <laughs> sense. So if it was like out of 10, it would be a, not out of 10 movie, like a top 10 movie list. Yeah, it would be like like above like, you know, a mm-hmm. couple movies. It was more on par with Ava, I guess. I'm not really sure about that. It was more well, Ava, I think we gave threes too. Yeah, but it was, it's weird. It's like it borders the 3 and 2.5 zone, so I'd have to give it a 2.5 because... Like Dad said, it wasn't a. It never gave me any emotion. Like Ava was like, it kind of reminded me of John Wick, and I was like, oh, that's good yeah, action. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, that's kind of yeah, cool. That's kind of yeah. cool. But this one was more and superhero. Ad does it funny was flat. Thing. It was yeah. it was flat. It was gray. So it was gray. So Brandon and I both <laughs> give this movie a two point five. Would you be shocked to know that we agreed again? And the rating of this movie, their top three movies of 2020. And, and Wonder Woman. And the worst movie of the year as well. Well, that was easy. Well, that was easy. Movie Halloween had no competition. They had zero competition. <laughs> now, I have a question. Where would sure. you pit Wonder Woman on, like, a, a list of your favorite movies of the year? Like, would, you, would it be higher in, like, the... Top 10, top 50, whatever, something like that. Well, we didn't watch 50 movies, so <laughs> we'll, we'll not do that one. But uh, let me look back real quick and just see uh, where it might land in the list. So let's see. We, we saw The Gentleman, 1917, The Way Back, Jojo Rabbit, The Rental, The Old Guard, Project Power, King of Staten Island, Annabelle, Spencer Confidential, Hubie Halloween, Ghosts of War, Ava, and now Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I would say Wonder Woman would probably be in the bottom quarter. Yeah, I have to say the same thing because there's Ava, there's Project Power, there's another one I think I said, but Ava would be higher than Wonder Woman, but it would not be as bad as Hubie or... What was it? There was another film on there, I think. Hubie, um, Project um, Power? There, Yeah, there was another one I did not really like. It was. Um, oh, we didn't... Well, I didn't notice um, Monkey Trouble on it. Oh, yeah. There, uh, it would... Ghost... Ghost of War would be above Ava. Ava would be there, and then there would be Wonder Woman. Then there would be... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to worry about it Yeah, I'm not going to worry about it either, but it's... It's not one of the top-rated movies of this year, and 
I know I've seen a lot of people bashing the movie on social media. You know, that's your opinion to do that. I'm going to bash the movie here on my podcast. So I can do that because that's what I'm going to do. I don't hate it. I'm not going to go out my way to say if you like it, sure. No, I. you know what? I make my own opinion. And that's what you should do. If you want to see it, go see it or watch it or rent it or whatever you need to do. But, you know, make your own decision on the movie. The one good thing I do have to say is I love the fact that they are pushing powerful women in movies. Yeah. That's Ava, the, Ava. Uh, the old guard. Old guard. Um, this movie. I mean, the fact that they have these strong, powerful female figures is just antebellum. Oh, yeah, Antebellum. I mean, those right there are just great movies with very strong female characters that, you know, wasn't really around when I was a kid. When I was Brandon's age, there was no big movies with strong women characters or powerful women characters. And when they look like Gal Gadot, we could always, you know, say hi and smile. (laughs) And I'm sorry, but if uh, Gal Gadot's sitting at a table by herself, like in the movie, I'm going to go uh, walk up to her and sit down. Josh, no, you be quiet. No, I, <laughs> I understand your opinion, but I, that's, no, that's approaching more of a... Creeper. Uh, yeah, creeper creepy, creepy online hey. old, old dude. Like All right, well, I'm a creepy year old, old, old dude. 30 old dude in the basement would say that on Twitter. She's not my type. No, it'd be like... She doesn't like the nice guys. And it's like, hates... Well, um, she's married, so it doesn't Well, yeah, but she doesn't like the nice guys. I'm so nice here, but she said no to me. She likes... It's like, okay, Paul, (laughs) go sit down in your basement. (laughs) All right, well, thank you guys all for listening to this episode. This is the longest episode we ever did. I don't even know how long it is right now because we've done three segments. Three segments. And all (laughs) separate segments. But this segment alone is over 30 minutes long. Okay, so that's... So we're putting this at about an hour today. Probably. So thank you guys all for listening to Wonder our review of Wonder Woman 1984. Also our top three list. Well, top five for me. Top top six, seven for Brandon. Eight, nine, ten, (laughs) eleven. And also listening to what we have to discuss about ourselves. So it is going to be New Year's Eve this coming week, Mm -hmm. and hopefully, um, oh my God, it's almost one o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So, yeah, it's almost 1 o'clock in the morning. We're still awake. So, it doesn't matter, but I'm going to take Brandon to the gym tomorrow. We're going to go driving. Well, today. A little later. And uh, have some great breakfast. And have a great week for New Year's. It's not even 1 o'clock. It's still 12. I said it's almost 1 o'clock. Almost. It's it's like 15 minutes left. Yeah, we got 15 minutes. But anyway, so thank you guys all for listening. Brandon, you got any last words before we head out for today? And as always, keep pimp chimping. Keep pimp chimping, baby. So until next episode, you guys enjoy yourselves. Like I said, enjoy your holiday and also New Year's and rock on. Rock on.